Hi there. Welcome to Mushroom Hour. Today on Mushroom Hour, we have the wonderful opportunity to interview Jamie Bonfilio, medicinal mushroom evangelist and founder of Whole Sun Wellness. She began her journey into holistic medicine, making balms and tinctures with grandma at 10 years old. After discovering the amazing healing properties of fungi, Jamie spent many years in the medicinal mushroom industry. While her passion and upbringing led her toward founding her own medicinal mushroom company in 2017, it was the effects on her health that made her a true believer and advocate of pure quality mushroom extracts. Jamie now spends most of her time with family and playing in the outdoors. When she's not basking in Mother Nature's glory, she's educating the masses about how medicinal mushrooms can heal our bodies and the planet. This trailblazing micro-entrepreneur has some extremely ambitious and really game-changing plans on the horizon that I think may shift the landscape of medicinal mushroom supply in the U.S. Jamie, it's amazing to have you on the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I was really excited when you reached out. And then yes. you you kind of told me, hey, I'm sorry I typed a lot because you had so many plans and so much awesome information, yes. which is like a joy to me because my whole goal is to showcase people doing amazing things with mushrooms. And uh, you certainly fit the bill. So where I want to start is kind of, I, I was intrigued by the story about your grandma being raised around natural medicine. So why don't we at least go over that so people know kind of where, where you're coming from, who Jamie is. Okay, so um, yes, my grandma was into natural medicine. She was an herbalist. So I grew up with her teaching me the ways of nature. We never bought medication or you know supplements, anything like this. Um, she worked a lot with native tribes locally here in Utah and wow. out of the state. And so I grew up a lot around that environment. Um, as I got older, you know, I took those teachings, of course, and started making the topicals, selling them myself, making them for others. Um, I did not even discover supplements until probably almost seven years ago. It was the first time I walked into a health food store. You had never seen like, supplements? No, no. Wow. I mean, you go to the grocery store, you see vitamins and stuff like right, that. Right. But I, was, I never went into a, what you would call a health food store. And I remember walking in going, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. But yeah, so my grandma was a very um, a big influence in my life. So I never needed you know, to go in and buy medication and stuff like that. She was very inspiring, herbalist, and everything we did was what we could produce ourselves or what we could grow in our garden and, you know, same with food. So That's amazing that you got kind of instilled with a love of nature, with an yes. understanding of plants and the natural medicine all around us that I think is so enriching that our culture kind of leaves behind that could really add a lot. Yeah. Now, did she also get into the world of fungi? She she did to a point, but was more herbs. I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. I did not get into fungi until my days with Paul Stamets and Host Defense. That is truly what opened the door for me. Now, however, wow. I did understand fungi to a point, but like turkey tail, chaga, all of these medicinal mushrooms, they really were more pronounced to me when I started my career mission with that, you know, with him and his company. 
Wow. So you were able to augment all that amazing knowledge your grandmother gave you with this whole other kingdom yes. of amazingly powerful compounds and medicines. Yes. And of course, you just said the big name there that everyone listening to this either does know or should know, which is Paul Stamets. That was yeah. one of my questions for you. Any mentors you met going into this industry? So I guess, did you kind of find host defense and want to get involved with them? Did you get involved in medicinal mushrooms and they kind of found you? What was the synchronicity that pulled you into that world? So it, it's kind of funny. It's like I was telling you, I've never really been in a health food store. And one year, a friend of mine recommended an anti-inflammatory at a health food store. I walked in, started talking to the owner. Next thing I know, she offered me a part-time job. It was really weird. So within a month after that, host defense found me. I did not um, find them. It was the local broker in this state, you know, approached me. She could see my love for natural medicine and all that. And she asked me if I'd like to start doing education, demos, all of this for host defense. And that's how it all began. So then I was with them for a few years and it was a very magical time. Um, he is truly an amazing person, so passionate and truly cares about what he's doing, especially in the mycology field. I, I'm grateful every day for that experience. Really am. That's, that's huge. I think everyone who's gotten into mushrooms has kind of their, maybe it's a few, their, their group of mentors or their single yeah. mentor that really pulls you into this world that's so mysterious and so huge to really start help you get your footing and find your own path. Yes. And I mean, to have the man himself, the, the awesome. original mycoevangelist yeah. be your mentor, <laughs> that just puts you into kind of through the stratosphere when it comes to mycology. Yes. Um, now, were you at that time, just as an aside, because it's what I do, uh, were you into foraging? Did you get into wild foraging and all that around the same time? Or I did. I did. Cool. Um, the more that I found out about medicinal mushrooms through the time with them, the more I got into going out and going foraging and going on nature hikes. I mean, I, I'm always in the outdoors anyways, but now I was actually out there looking for specimens and different fungi. So it all came together all at the same time it was just weird how it all happened you went from zero to like a thousand in the world of mushrooms from like i've never Very seen fast. a supplement to <laughs> i'm now hunting mushrooms the paul statements a part of his cut i mean that's a pretty big jump it just shows when you're passionate and you know your stuff opportunities avail themselves to you magical things line up and and there you are yes now i guess when you're working with paul and working with these mushrooms what were some of the health effects you started noticing? Because I'm guessing you started taking these. I so did. what were some of the, the effects that you were feeling that really kind of converted you into like medicinal mushroom absolute believer? Yeah. So when I was working for his company, um, you know, of course we got to try stuff all the time. It was part of the perk. Um, but I, I struggle with what's called Crohn's colitis. I've had it for a very, very long time. And, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I eat right, exercise, all of that. But there was a period of time that I was bleeding for about four months and I got down to about 90 pounds. I could not absorb nutrients, nothing. Wow. They wanted to do what was called a J pouch where they would remove my colon. And I was like, oh no, you are not touching my body. And right. so at that time, thank goodness, you know, host defense was there. Um, offering all their goodies and I ended up really embracing chaga and I and I didn't know much about chaga at the time you know I was still just learning but my body was really almost calling out to this mushroom within six months of taking chaga my body went into full remission now everybody's wow. different 
Right. However, my GI was so blown away because, of course, you know, a lot of doctors are like, no, 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 this is this. There's no way that complementary medicine is going to help. Right. She is now a true believer because of what she has seen. It's been over five years that I've been in full remission. Of course, I still eat right. I exercise. Sure. I drink water. But medicinal mushrooms truly changed my own health. And I think that is when it really affected me to the point that I was like, this is truly magic. And it's food. Yeah. It is just food. And our right. bodies already connect to it so much because our DNA is closer to mushrooms than plants. You know, we have chimpanzees, mushrooms, plants. I mean, I just really feel... My body was reaching out, and then the whole thing with Host Defense and Paul, everything lined up. It was a part of my life that was meant to happen. I don't what know a transformation. But I really believe. Um, but that's when I dove a lot more into the studies of mushrooms, and it just kept going from there, and it still is. I mean, what a transformational experience to have your health impacted like that. Yeah. I mean, some people come to the world of mushrooms, for, usually it's from some powerful physical experience yes. uh, that really makes you to a point where it starts like dominating your life. I don't wanna say dominating, maybe that's not the right word, but yeah. it really takes over because you can see that this is a real solution. I've talked with a lot of people about that. Mushrooms offer this area of hope or like a real solution without the negative externalities that come exactly. in your case with pharmaceuticals or invasive procedures is like this is actually a solution now maybe sometimes it's part of the solution it augments the good diet and the proper hydration and everything else yes but it is mushrooms are such a powerful tool and it usually is a physical experience whether it's psychedelic whether it's potent medicinals exactly. you know there's there's an undeniable effect that it has on us. And so that's why people are like, man, how can you be so into mushrooms? People ask you that. It's like, well, have you, have you had an experience with mushrooms? Yes. Because they will, they will convert you. Trust me, it'll, yeah. it'll happen. Um, exactly. Exactly. And you know, what's even funnier is after my body started changing and I started really getting into the research, Right. One of the number one things that Chaga is known for is inflammation, gut repair, Crohn's, colitis, leaky gut, all of this. They have so many studies just on Chaga and the digestive system. I'm telling you, it's just, it lined up exactly the way it was supposed to. Well, and that's amazing for a lot of people because I think gut health, its relationship with Crohn's potentially, yes. I'm, I'm not a doctor, let's preface this, but potentially its relationship to autism spectrum, different things. Yes gut health is like paramount right now. Exactly. And you just beautifully outlined one of the questions I had, which is name kind of one medicinal in a way it's used. And man, that is a powerful endorsement of chaga. Yes, um, no, chaga is number one. And we got to remember about 80, 90% of most Americans have gut issues. And then yeah. they have gut issues and now they have pain through their body. Then they have mental health issues because of the gut issues. I mean, it all is interlinked. And so when you can take these very therapeutic medicinal foods like fungi that are going to reset your body anyways and the research is actually there it's not us just saying this right there you know it it truly makes a difference that's that's <laughs> huge and it's a powerful <laughs> message food is the medicine like yeah. it's kind of overused but it's the absolute it truth food, yes intuitively it's like obvious but for some reason we we miss that sometimes or we need the reminder yes. um so through your journey, you're kind of fully inoculated. You're working in the heart of the medicinal mushroom industry. Mm -hmm. I, in my mind, Host Defense is one of those companies that is a huge centerpiece of the whole medicinal mushroom yes, industry. Yes, especially in America. 
Yes. So I guess diving into that industry, mm -hmm. uh, I'm always curious to learn more about it because they are supplements I take. You know, sometimes as a consumer, I'm a little bewildered by the amount of choice now um, yes. in terms of what's available. And I think one of the things that I've noticed is the the gray area when it comes to a standard of how much of the relevant medicinal compounds are in there. You know, I mm -hmm. polysaccharide compounds aren't listed on a bag. You know, yeah. some of the things that are really terpenes aren't listed on a bag. So it's hard to know kind of which is the most potent, which is the, and I think a lot of that ends up coming down to sourcing. Exactly, exactly. And we're, we're, we're calling right now the shroom boom. Yeah. Everybody is coming out with a mushroom product. Everybody is launching something. I mean, it's not even if it's not just a mushroom product, they're wanting to add mushrooms to their set or into yeah. their formulas, which is a good thing. I mean, it's supposed to triple within seven years as being the highest wow. functional food on the market. Yeah. But you're right. With sourcing, it is a huge Thing, especially if somebody is using this for medical reasons you know yes. of course we want people to take mushrooms day to day just to be healthy and live a long great life but there are a lot of people that reach to medicinal mushrooms because of illness and other which you know we're not doctors so we're not going to really dive into that but right. you know um, that is really a big concern with a lot of companies right now because there are so many amazing companies and everybody does things a little different you know um, you have companies like mine that we focus on the whole mushroom we have like host defense which is a great company they focus more on the mycelium you know and they're both we're both great companies but right. as a consumer people are like well what do I take what is the quality right. how much you're right how much compounds are in these formulas because a lot of companies don't list it we don't even list it we list it for everyone to see we have full transparency where you can actually scan our bags now where it has a QR code and it takes you to all of that. So people Oh, that's see, amazing. Yeah, so you can break down the compounds, the amounts, the testing, nutrition, everything. It's wow. important. Um, but that is that is a big concern right now what you just said with the info and the comp um, the sourcing, sorry. Well, <laughs> like the info the compound sourcing. <laughs> it's all it's all one it's thing. All there. <laughs> and and I mean it's cool you guys are putting it on your bag. I I hadn't yeah. heard of that yet. Now, I'm not the end all be all when it comes to medicinal mushrooms, yeah. but that sounds like kind of a huge step and really probably should be a standard for a lot it, of people. It needs to be. We're trying to set these new standards and hoping other companies follow. Because uh, like you said, people do supplement with this as kind of a medical aid in mind. Yes. Um, obviously, that should all be direction of you know qualified health practitioners, all the other caveats we need to put in there. But even if you're taking it just as a supplement to kind of optimize your health, I still want to know at yes. the end of the day, how efficacious is it? Mm -hmm. uh, and But I think sourcing covers not only that potency question, that medicinal value question, but also there are all these questions that come up of, you know, sustainability, both economically, yeah. environmentally. Yeah. Um, so right now with the state of mushroom sourcing, where are a majority, and I think a lot of people may know that, you know, China is a big hub for medicinal mushrooms. Yes, but it's what the are some one hub. And what are some other countries, and then maybe we can dive into China specifically, but what are some other places? Because I only know about China, but mushrooms, you were telling me other countries they come mm -hmm. from. Yeah, so our company is a little different, and we will talk about more like, you know, the farming and growing here in a little bit. But um, yes. our company is a little different. We do source from some farmers in China. China is the number one 
country for medicinal mushrooms, and they always happen. It's a multi-billion dollar operation. You know, this is right. where it all comes from. Um, however, our company sources from Russia, Thailand, Japan, Canada. We even have a farmer that we just discovered that we're in negotiation with out of Scotland. So we truly, as a company, we don't want to just source from whoever. We right. want to work exactly with our farmers, hands-on, full transparency with these small independent farmers that have been doing this for over 30 years, that this is not just a mass-produced thing. It is like a way of life. They're passionate. They're, there's honor. So, yes, there are – with our company, we do have these contracts with these different farmers across the globe, but right. most – Everything else is coming out of China. There are hundreds of companies just in China alone that are producing medicinal mushrooms. And then you have a middle guy that you say, oh, I want this. So then they go out, source it from whoever. It's not right. consistent. You have no idea what you're really getting. Nobody tests for dextrin at all. Um, I was asked to be a speaker at the next International Medicinal Mushroom Conference in Serbia. I'm wow. doing some white papers right now on the bigger issue. Everybody's so focused on mycelium and grain right now in America sure. that they're just like bashing it left and right. Oh, mycelium and grain, you shouldn't, that's not a mushroom. You shouldn't take that. And everyone is using that in their marketing materials, all of that. And it's the real, the bigger issue is the quality of these mushrooms that are coming out of these countries that are not being regulated, that they're adding different additives and starches and like the dextrin to give false compounds and as a filler, and there's no consistency. So somebody that's buying mushrooms that are wanting quality, they really have no idea that every time they buy a product, they're getting the same thing. You know what I mean? And there are yeah. a lot of good companies, by the way, that are really going that extra mile to make sure that they know start to finish what's in their bags. But there is just, there's so much going on right now. How do you really keep in control of that unless you're working directly with the farmers? Do you see what I mean? It's a really hard. And I Absolutely. know all these companies out there, they want to offer the best. I mean, their sure. goal is integrity, making sure people are getting high quality, affordability. I mean, everyone's mission, I feel, is a lot alike. That's why we all collaborate so well. But even then, it's like if you're a company in the U.S. and you're depending on what someone's telling you overseas, but you're not there to really, you know, how do you know? Where I actually go to these farms and spend time on the farms. Um, we, we don't just talk over, you know, internet, phone, whatever. I travel sure. every three to four months to our farms out of the country. So I know fully what's going on. We also do DNA genetic ver uh, verification. We test against everything that comes into the U S even if we trust our farmers. Um, and so I just think there are ways that we could go around making sure quality is there. Yeah. Um, but the end goal is also here. You know well, what I mean? Well, and it sounds like the the focus on quality or getting the highest quality product kind of begins with that true relationship with the farm. Because, yes, yeah, when you, you talk about a country like China, the supply chains get so huge. So the amount of yeah. metal, middlemen, like no one can oversee it. Mm -hmm. The government can't even oversee it. So no. how are we expecting each individual company who kind of wants to get into the game to really have that kind of control unless they're 
doing the work that you're doing, which is yeah. getting on a plane, flying over there, developing the relationship. And then I love that you have that added stopgap, which I'm sure a lot of people do as well. Like you're saying, a lot of the great companies is verifying and testing the final yeah. product. Is it's great yes. to go over there, see it. You're, you're basically putting all the reassurances you can, but then that final uh, that final test to say, hey, mm -hmm. is this actually what I want to put in my product? Exactly. And I think that it is something that this level of conscientiousness you know, is really going to help propel medicinal mushrooms into such a better place. Like just when you think about it, even from, I, you know, whatever you think about capitalism from a capitalist perspective, having this level of conscientiousness is only going to help the whole industry. It's only going to help everyone yes. because people, consumers can learn, they can put more faith into their products and they don't think that it's just, you know, basically health and wellness, uh, um, fairy dusting with the product or health exactly. and wellness, like just talking kind of out of nowhere, but actually that there are standards and a methodology to ensuring quality. That's only going to help put medicinal mushrooms in this place of even more reverence exactly. as a supplement. If they're kind of doing the steps that, that you're doing. And I also like the fact you use this kind of decentralized network where you're not relying on the broker in China who's introducing you. Oh, I've got a hundred no. farms in my portfolio. It's like, no, I'm doing the work to build my own portfolio. And not only does that kind of oversee quality like we just talked about, but I like that it's also economically feels like more of a sustainable thing when you're kind of supporting this decentralized network of smaller yes. farms. Yes. Because even, you know, even if all the farms in my little broker example, even if all those farms are great people, you don't know that brokers paying them what they should be paid. No. You know and that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's such a big thing. So um, as I was telling you about sourcing um, off the podcast, it's it's so important that these farmers are paid fair fair yeah. wages. I mean, I don't even know how more to express that. When I go and I spend time on these farms with our growers, I help, I pitch in, I do the work because I love cultivating. I love mushrooms. So I don't just sit around and tour right. the facility and take pictures. I'm hands-on. I'm having dinner with our farmers, you know, spending time. I actually am going back in um, July, you know, over to Thailand to spend some time with our cordyceps farmer, you know, and his family. And this is the thing is like when you have a middleman, that you go and say, hey, I need this, this, this mushroom, okay? Say here in the U.S., you have a middleman. They go source it from all over China. They're right. not sourcing it, obviously, from one farmer. They're sourcing it from whoever they can get it, all these companies. Well, half the time, pretty much most of the time, these people are not getting paid fairly. If you are paying, say, as a bulk supplier, if you are, because I do source bulk now, we, mm -hmm. when we decided to do this, we offer bulk plus we have our end product and there was a reason for it. But if I sold somebody our mushrooms at a kilo for say $18 to 20 something dollars a kilo, how can that, how can you tell me that that farmer is getting paid anything? They're not. Right. There is no right. way that is sustainable. Like, you know, we have to look at this as from start to finish. It costs them money to live as well and to produce, you know, so they have to be sustainable. Um, for example, our lion's mane farm. Oh, my gosh. The farmer is phenomenal. But they take the money from that, you know, their production. It builds yeah. their schools. They live in a little village. It, pre it gives them food, homes, everything. You know, right. if they were making nothing, they would not be able to afford this. 
You know what I mean? And so to me, you really have to be more connected to where you are buying your products from. Um, and I know a lot of people in the U.S. that are starting companies, they don't always have that flexibility. I mean, they're sure. just they're putting their faith into a broker or a bigger company that's like, hey, this is what we need, and they're going to trust what they're hearing. But until you go and do the work yourself and really have that connection, um, it's really hard to know what you're getting. You know what yeah. I mean? And maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but – when it comes to our company, my whole goal was always to work hands-on with our farmers to have full transparency, making sure it was sustainable from start to finish, and that we did everything needed to set new standards. And it's not just about the testing over there. It's about all what we do here in the U.S. once we get the mushrooms. You know what I mean? We want yeah. somebody that's taken our mushrooms to know that every time they buy a bag of our product, that it's going to a greater cause to research, to building these villages for these farmers, to, you know, affordability, to be, you know, be able to afford this for their own health. I mean, environmental stuff, all of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we're all becoming more conscientious consumers, yes. especially in the health food arena. Exactly. Because the last thing I do is want to think that some supplement or some product, oh, it's really nourishing my body. But then to think that it was built on the back of like a hugely like rapacious or unfair system that totally oppressed the person that made it. It's like, yeah. really, what is the energy you're transferring then into your body with that? Um, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Needless to say, probably not great. Um, so yeah. I do think that that level of care and attention, and I, you know, we'll dive into some of your other projects. I think mm -hmm. you're kind of planning a shift that will make it more possible for people who want to start their own brands to have that level of assurance yes. without necessarily needing to build everything from scratch, yes. like you did in some ways, where you went out mm -hmm. and found all the people, made these connections. Now you're kind of starting a new project that's going to help people really benefit from that. Create almost yes. a a new platform for medicinal mushroom branch. So I'm really excited about, but something I keyed in there is you said, it's really important what you do. All this stuff is great about sourcing, about conscious sourcing, doing it the right way, doing the testing. Now, uh, as you know, Whole Sun Wellness as a company, what are you then doing when you bring all these great mushrooms in? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to produce your products? Tell us a little bit about the product line. Okay. So, um, of course, when I left, you know, my great adventure with Host Defense and decided to start my own company, um, you know, I, I already had formulas. I'm a formulator um, as okay. well. So I actually formulate now for other mushroom companies because wow. it is all about collaboration. I'm not trying to build an empire. I'm trying to build a community. And so I do help a lot of other companies um, and I do formulas for them as well. But um, I've had these formulas for years. So the time I was working um, with Host Defense, which I loved again, I just listened to people. I started playing around. And so um, I launched, of course, my product line. I have three formulas and seven single mushrooms. We are launching a new brain formula in April. All of our products are 100% mushrooms. We never add herbs or anything else. It's just strictly mushrooms. Um, when these mushrooms come from our farms over here in the U.S., they, of course, they go through customs. We do all of that. But the right. first thing that happens is after customs, they go direct to our facility for testing. Even though I am a thousand percent 
you know, respecting our growers and I know their standards and we not only have like the eco certification, the China certification, the USDA and other certifications in the other countries, right. we test against everything. So our batches that come in, every single batch we test out. We test, we do all of the active compound testing. We do all of your third party testing to make sure heavy metals, all of this. Then we do something that most companies are not doing. We actually do DNA uh, genetic verification. So every single batch that we get, we test for genetic verification of DNA. So if I tell you that this is genetically reishi, Right. We can verify it through DNA. That was something that blew me away. I had another guest on who said, sometimes you'll get a bottle of medicinal mushroom and it'll say lion's mane and there is zero lion's mane in there, yeah. which kind of blows your mind. So while like the genetic testing, you think, oh, I got the mushroom. I know what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. No, you actually need to do that. We test step. it, yes. I mean, I'm hoping, my goal is, is that, that our company will set the standards for all of these other companies that are coming out because right. this is so important. I mean, yeah. there, I mean, and I, I don't know if we, I mean, we don't really want to go too much into this because it would take us a while, but there is a lot of shadiness mm -hmm. in the raw material exchange and a lot of stuff that is coming into the U S that they're claiming is either organic or whatever. It's not a right. lot of it's been radiated. So radiation, um, and then wow. they'll list it, they'll list like six mushrooms and they'll have it all under one mushroom name as organic, but the other mushrooms might not necessarily be organic. So there is a lot of stuff going on in the background that people are not really aware of because again, the mushrooms come in, they have a broker, they go right to their co-packer and they have no idea. The reason why I know all this is because I've been working very, very into the, you know, in the mud, I would say, yeah. to make sure I know everything. But it is really important when we get our mushrooms, we test against our growers. And then we do that extra step for the DNA verification, because it is really important that it is what we're saying that it is not just, oh, there's the active compounds and it's showing our beta deglucans, our triterpenoids, all of that. We want to prove that it's actually the mushroom, the species that we're telling you every single time. And right. so we offer that, of course, for our products, but then also because we offer bulk, we, that our other companies that source from us, they get all of this information too and nutritional information, which is huge. That's tremendous. I mean, it seems yep. like that should be the standard and just- It as should be. And as someone who, you know, has worked in business myself, do you feel like that's a sacrifice you make as a business or is the cost negligible and it's easy enough to integrate or? Um, so it definitely is not the most affordable to do genetic verification, but in the long run, it is so worth it. It really is. Well, I when, mean, when you talk about the shadiness, I mean, we're talking yeah. about supply chains that are absolutely massive. I mean, the amount oh, of physical so, material yeah. moving over and just, you know, I'm in the Bay Area, just going down to the port of Oakland for a day. And that's not even the biggest port. You see how much stuff is coming in. I mean, who could really have oversight of every single package? Of course, oh. of course, there's going to be raw material mix ups, yep. whether intentional or not. Yeah, you know, there's exactly. going to be all kinds of issues. So, you know, as a consumer, I feel much more comfortable supporting someone who's saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, ha I'm making an investment to yeah. test everything because I know that 
My producer may be on the up and up. I'm on the up and up. Things can happen in between. Exactly. We need to put these gates in place to make yes. sure the integrity of, of what we're providing is there. I think that's hugely, hugely important. Yes. Well, and two, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter how my relationship is with our farmers. I mean, right. it is honorable. We have integrity and there is a great, great connection. And it's, I, I am so grateful for it. But as a business owner and somebody that truly is about science, research, quality, I will test everything. We even test <laughs> the packages that it comes in. Like, you know, we test the bags, the containers, making right. sure there's no airborne contamination coming into our facility. I know people think we're crazy, but we test everything. I mean, it is just so important. And I think, you know, one thing I'm finding is when people see how we're over the top with all of this and then we're right. still very affordable in our pricing because that is so important, even yeah. with our bulk pricing, and then they actually try our products, it right. really speaks it all right there. You know what yeah. I mean? And the fact that we truly care about what's taking place and making sure that if we have a company coming to us that, you know, say they're not buying our end products, but they're wanting to make their own, that we know that we are giving them the purest, highest quality products that we can offer them. And I think for most people who take medicinal mushrooms, whether it's just as an additive in your smoothie, whether yeah. it's actually to treat an ailment, that's the side I want to err on. Exactly. I want to err on the side of, yeah, they test the whole facility, the bags. I mean, and just right now when we're recording this, it may get released later. You know, the the big news is, of course, viruses and everything else coming mm -hmm. from China. I want to know someone's testing kind of everything at this point to the we nth do. degree. We yeah, every, And we were doing this way before the virus. I right. actually was in China about two months before the virus took place, wow. um, I was asked to come and speak at an international mushroom conference. Wow. It was so amazing. But um, it was two months later, the virus broke out. And you know, yes, it's respiratory, it's contact, all of that. Sure. But we were testing all of this even before. And so we have people asking us now, well, you're all over. And I'm like, yes, we're in China, but we're in other countries as well. We're even in right. Canada. And I said, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. We are going to do the, you know, the testing. We are going to make sure everything is where it needs to be because my standards are very high. This is clearly. more personal mission. Yeah, clearly and your standards are kind of next level and as a consumer, that's something I love. Like that's who I yeah. wanna support. If I'm gonna take something that's supposed to be good for me, I want the people making it to have an intimate knowledge of this, an intimate knowledge of the supply chain, where things yeah. can go wrong, where are failure points and are really not kind of shying away from it or burying it, but highlighting it and saying, no, yeah. we go the extra mile now to like examine that and make sure that nothing is getting lost in translation. Exactly, exactly. And um, and um, back a little bit on my products, you know, yes, I love my company, of course. I love our end products. I'm a little biased because it's my company. Um, and, you know, I, but that's not my whole mission is to be a retail, you know, supplier. Um, I always started this company because I'm passionate about natural things and fungi. And this was always meant to be used to help, you know, guide my other projects, like my environmental product that I'm in this 
second year now about to do studies out at the landfill. Hopefully this product will end single waste plastic for good and it will all start from the house. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Hold on, so, what is this product? Um, if you could talk so, about it. Yeah, so we're kind of keeping it on the down low. This is now the second year that I've been working on it. Um, we finally got the waste management landfill to agree that we could come use the dump as a test site. Um, okay. We are gonna start trials this summer. If it works, all I'm gonna say is that we're hoping the government will support this as a tax thing. So we'll, you know, it'll be a donated thing in a sense. But if it works, people can end single-use plastic all from their kitchen before it even leaves their house. It will be destroyed all through fungi. Now, I can't say too much details because I've been really sure. working. Um, this is like one of my projects that I, I've, yeah, I've put a lot of time in and I'm hoping by next year after we do the trials to see if we can make this efficiently, then we will launch it and it will be more hoping for government, you know, taxing and stuff. We're not trying sure. to make millions. Um, I'm not trying to be a millionaire. I just am really trying to make change. Right. And that's probably the quickest way to most, make the most effective Plastic. widespread change yep. is to change the most ubiquitous and horrible pollutant in our environment yep. and do it with the help of you know, government. Net, well, <laughs> the help of mushrooms and, you know, using the government system. I. I've kind of been all over the political spectrum. I kind of yeah. understand people's about taxation, whatever. Like if this is one time when I'm actually okay with taxing, this would be the thing. Like, please, oh, yeah. let's end single use plastic. Like if there's one thing that, you know, a, a government body should be looking at, if it functions the way it's supposed to, mm -hmm. should be this kind of problem. So yes, exactly. please. And I think it's something else that a lot of people hear about, um, Microremediation and the ability yes. of mushrooms to remove toxins from the environment and some of the more exotic ones that really perk people's ears up when mm -hmm. I tell them about it are like oil spills and plastic. Plastic's yes. a huge one. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you found some way, now what I've always heard of it, it's required way too much mycelial mass versus plastic. It's taken a long time. So if you have some way of doing it, that's amazing, and yeah, we need to do a whole podcast when this thing launches oh, yeah, so we can yeah. talk about so it. So there's more to it than just the mushrooms. It's okay. a combination of things. Got it. However, the reason why we're starting the test trials because we're trying to determine how long it would actually take from start to finish. Um, but I will give you a little hint that it is going to be so simple. It's going to be almost like a little wafer. It starts with a wafer that you just toss in your trash. And that is all. I'm oh say. my gosh. Jamie, um, so please, I, please put this into the world. We need it. Yeah. I've been trying, you know, keeping this on the down low. I have reached out to a few people. Um, however, I mean, if anyone's listening and they're really into this, I would love to have more people on board because this is truly something I have been working on by myself for this is now two years and it is my goal to make sure it just it happens I mean we have such issues with plastic and other things and it's not just going to help with plastic it's just breaking down everything to a point right. all through this almost recycle ability um, so I definitely am always looking for great like-minded people to collaborate I really think this will make a difference in our world um, and then, too, I know I go all over the place, back to the formulas. 
Um, all the formulas that I have done, you know, I just feel, you know, I'm very passionate about it. When I put these mushrooms together, I'm not just throwing stuff together and saying, hey, take it. There right. are reasons I make these formulas and they are efficient. You know, they do work. Um, and so I am proud of those little things that I've done with the company. However, my bigger goal is what we'll be talking about soon. And, you know, again, the plastic thing has always been my baby. Um, this yeah. my company just kind of helps feed all of this other stuff I'm doing. Right, right. Yeah. With, yeah. I mean, your company is healing people and using that to then feed these amazing things that are going to heal yes. the planet. I think it's super inspiring and great. And you just gave the other teaser. We're talking about this big project. I mean, what you just talked about was huge, but yeah, we are going to talk about the even bigger project. But something I'm struck by as you're speaking, clearly you have such a command of this information. You have such a passion for it. It's not a surprise to me that you've been asked around conferences, whether it be China or Serbia, yeah. to give these talks and really share your passion, your knowledge. But I'm also really want to talk about, you know, however briefly, the whole fungi festival you're starting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a centralization, a conflux of all these other amazing people and speakers when it comes to mushrooms right there in yes. Utah. Yes. Okay. So back in my days, I know I go back to host the fence a lot because truly, I, every day I have to thank them or I would yeah. not be where I am today. If it wasn't for his company and for his passion, I don't know if I'd be where I'm at right now. And I think a lot of people in the mushroom world can say that about Paul yeah. Samus, especially yeah. folks like myself who got into it within the last five years or so. Exactly. He's usually a main touchstone. So Yes, yes. I mean, even Jeff Chilton, he was a great inspiration too. Um, so, you yeah. know, I, I really respect a lot of these guys. But um, – I, I, I don't know. So with, oh my gosh, I just went, my brain. <laughs> what? Okay. That happens. We've covered a spectrum of information that is absolutely insane. Um, I was oh, just talking about your Utah Fungi oh, Festival. Fungi Festival. Sorry, I, I have the plastic on my mind and then, oh my I, gosh. That's what I'm saying. Okay. We covered the whole expanse. I know. But. Okay. So the Utah Fungi Festival, um, about three years ago um when i was still with host defense i just started seeing a really need of mushroom love love here in utah and yeah. i was like you know it'd be kind of cool to put together a community event education to really show awareness on mycology not just health and wellness but every aspect of mycology and so after three years in the making we are finally doing it this year um, it'll be June 27th, uh, 2020, but the whole event, um, it's taken me three years to put this together. We have amazing key speakers from all over coming in to present. It is again, mycology focused. Um, I did go to Telluride a few years ago. I was their main sponsor. I went there to support Telluride, but I also went there to get an idea of how a festival took place which was a great one to go to to get inspiration because Telluride's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, so I just have worked really, really hard and it's finally coming together. Last year we had it set to go, but within the first two months, we had over 150 volunteers sign up. We were getting such an ex explosion of people interested, not just in Utah, but around other states that right. I had to move it to this year. 
So I am crossing my fingers that it will be a success, and I'm hoping that we can continue to do it year after year as a, eventually a nonprofit. And it just gives another place for people to come and educate and talk about mushrooms in every aspect, all educational. Now, is there kind of an underserved mycology community there, or were there existing like Utah Mycology Club and that kind of thing? What was that yeah. landscape a little bit? So I really feel, okay, so we do have the um, Mycology Society of Utah, which they'll okay. go out and do some forays and some sure. potlucks and stuff like that. But I don't feel like there was much of a club at all going on. Um, you know, organizations, there wasn't a lot of people that were out there, you know, showcasing. And I think sure. that's also the reason why I decided to do this festival, because when I was working you know, and educating with host defense, um, I realized how big of a following we actually did have in Utah for mycology. So wow. I wanted to represent and invite people to really showcase it here in Utah, but get our neighboring people to come as well, which is that's what's happening. And I feel like you're going to supercharge people's you know, mycology love to want to contribute to those, maybe the existing I, yes. mycology club in Utah, maybe start their own regional ones. But I'm I hoping. find events like that really inspire people to mm -hmm. say, I can do this in my neck of the woods, or I can do, you know, I'm spoiled in Northern California where we've got oh my like gosh, a it's different a fungi paradise. We've got a different mycology club for every county, every city, they've got their own. So I was just curious if the Southwest, but it sounds like you're going to be helping bring in even more sense of kind of myco community. Yes. And yes. knowledge share. Yeah, now, and oh, go ahead. I was going to say to tease people, who are some of the speakers that are going to be there? So we have Seth Warner of the Psychedelic Society of San Francisco, uh, Alan Rockefeller. Um, we have my, uh, William, which I I can never Padilla, see Padilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. I actually met him at Telluride. So a lot of these wow. people I collaborated in Telluride. Um, we have Ben, that's the owner of the Hawaiian Cacao Mushroom Company. He's phenomenal. He's he just got a grant to do research on fungi in Hawaii. Wow. So, um, and then we do have some local people. However, we are, there are some other bigger speakers. We're trying to get a for sure. Yes. And then we'll announce them. Got it. Um, okay. For the first year, you know, ideally, yes, there was many other people I wanted to attend, but I'm sure. just grateful for the people that are willing to, especially I mean, Alan, because he's coming in from Ecuador. He's flying in just to come to this event. And then flying back out to Mexico so he can finish his psilocybin research. I was going to say, he's one of the biggest names out there. Yeah, what kind of bird were we hearing, by the way? Can you hear that here? Do you yeah. want me to shut the door? Oh, no, it's okay. I was just curious. It sounded like, do you like, have a bird, uh, pet bird? Yeah, so we just got a bird. And usually he's singing the theme song of Star Wars. It's actually kind of funny. I <laughs> That's am so amazing. sorry. Oh, I <laughs> love a, it. He's a cockatool. I think that's how you say it. So, yeah, but he's... <laughs> He's really cute. I'm sorry for the noise. I, in the background. No, I, I was. It was cool because you were talking about Ecuador. There was this bird going. I'm I like, know, yeah, right? I'm getting we're some getting tropical tribal, vibes. like tropical effect. But yeah, so all I'm going to say about the Utah Fungi Festival, we really, it's an open festival for everybody to attend. 
I, yeah. I want to walk away from this where it inspires people to dive into the world of mycology and what you're even saying. Maybe it will inspire someone to start their own little community event in their state or in their you know, cities. It is so beautiful when you can get all these people together that all have this love for something, especially mycology, where you can yeah. share and talk and network and educate because every single day – I am always learning so much more about fungi that I don't think I will ever stop learning. There is just so much. There's more you know? than one human brain full exactly. of information. And, and people are awesome in this community. They yeah. really are. I, I was going to say, and people I know sometimes think, oh, you know, I have to take a plane ticket or I, I've had people balk at different tickets for, for events like Will Padilla's MycoFest yeah. that I promoted yeah, before. I want to go to that. Where people just say, oh, that's it. And it's like, if you're into mushrooms or mycology, there is no better investment you can make than going to an event like this. Yes. Because the amount you'll learn, the connections you'll make, it's exponential versus what you'll do sitting on Instagram, maybe exactly. reading mushroom books. No, get in the field, in real life with the people that are doing this work. And you'll walk away inspired. You'll find approachable ways to get involved. You'll find exactly. other ways where you can get involved in your area. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't impress to people enough how an event like this is just completely, completely, completely worth an investment. And think of it like that. It's an investment in your journey into mycology because I have a exactly. lot of people reach out and say, I don't have a mycology club near me or I'm trying to get more into this. It's like go to a big event. That's how I, you know, first got into this and that's like the best way, mm -hmm. best way to learn. Well, and then they could go and get that knowledge and exposure and then go back to their their area where there isn't a club and start one on their own. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's all about building and that's, I, I love the festivals. It's truly a way to interlink with people and educate and also making great relationship friends for a very long time because, you know, my I spend most of my time in the outdoors anyways and most of the people in the outdoors are just so easygoing and it's they're just fun people well the mushroom community is just like that is everybody it? is just full of love and people get excited i cannot believe how excited people get when they start talking about mushrooms Absolutely. I, I mean i do lectures all over not just here in utah but i travel all over the u.s doing mycology lectures and it's like funny because at the end of the lecture I just have people coming up, just asking all these questions and they're so excited and I'm, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. It makes you feel good at the end of the day. Like, wow, this truly is making affecting people's lives in a good way. Because again, mushrooms are this thing that are a touchstone of kind of hope and change in a modern yep. world where we're faced with something like mushrooms seem like this pure answer to a lot of questions exactly. and if if nothing else the promise of potential questions if we just can explore it more exactly um, exactly so talking about the future talking about something we've hinted at i do okay. want to get into <laughs> the new platform it's like we've been building up already covered so much information now let's get to the big thing your okay. plan to build a new medicinal mushroom supply yes. network that yes. was the thing that really I, I tuned into, you sent me a ton of information. That was the thing I was like, wow, that could be a game changer. So mm -hmm. tell us more about that. I know it's kind of between Mexico and the US, development of farms. Yep, okay, so we're working on two different things. Um, about six months ago, I mean, again, I respect and honor the farmers I work with. I mean, I can't even say enough about them. And I will always have a relationship with them. 
But about six months ago, I decided to start reaching out to farmers across the U.S. to see if they could start contract farming for our company. So basically, they would be growing all of our medicinal mushrooms here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, well, then, you know, that's been going well. We've had that starting to be set up, um, and it's, it's looking very promising. But... Another great thing that has happened, and I really believe things, when you put it out there, things just kind of fall in place if they're supposed to. Well, about a month ago, which I actually am leaving there, um, I will be down there on Thursday to finish touring everything, getting things ready, but we are partnering with a 130-acre farm, and we will be growing all of the medicinal mushrooms on this farm. We will be the biggest medicinal U.S. farm in the in our country. Um, it will be 100% organic. We already have extraction facilities up and ready. Um, we I, I actually go to our facility on the 4th because there are still some equipment that we are buying. So we will basically be growing all of the medicinal mushrooms at our base farm. And then we will take them to our extraction facility. We will be fully vertical integrated. So everything will happen here. It'll go right from our farm. We will make sure the mushrooms are where they need to be. Then they go to the extraction facility. We will break them all down, do the spray dry process. We will be doing everything that China's doing, but here in the US. Not only will we be doing all of it here, we will also still be contracting with all of our other farmers. They will be growing certain species. We will be collecting all the mushrooms from these contract farmers. So they'll come back to our facilities for extraction. And then we will be selling them back into the industry. We will, it's a hundred percent U.S. grown operation. Um, another cool thing I was mentioning to you, even though we have these great partnerships with our other country farmers, which are willing to help mentorship on some of this stuff, um, we have found an amazing gentleman here that we will be most likely sourcing most of our cultures from a U.S. grower. Um, just because he is phenomenal, I would really like this to be truly 100% U.S. grown, sustainable. Right. It's And my growers out of the country have already offered to provide the cultures for our farms here in the U.S. They've also offered to come out and do mentorships with our farmers just to make sure everything is done right. We will still be growing on 100% logs. We're not growing on anything but logs. Everything, our facilities are already set up to hold 95% humidity. I mean, it is crazy. But we're hoping to have this up and fully going within the next year to two years. We're already ramping it up. So it's already begun, but we're yeah. hoping production will be in this you know amount of time because we have to grow, process, all of that. Another thing is, is by growing these mushrooms, we'll offer, you know, for other companies, we'll be a supplier to them, but we'll also be offering dried whole mushrooms to herb companies, to Asian markets, to culinary. And then everything we grow on, we will be taking when it's, we're not using it, it will go into our compost facility. We will be having a hundred percent mushroom compost that we will be offering. So we'll be selling the mushroom compost. And then another kicker, I'm trying to fit this in really fast. Another thing we're doing is our company is already starting the first really 
functioning psilocybin farm in Colorado. Wow. Yeah, so we will Bombshell be, for last. Yeah, so we um, have already begun, me and my partner, Jax. Um, he is a phenomenal guy. He used to work for Paul for probably eight, nine years. Huge, huge mushroom cultivator. I respect this gentleman. He just came on board with me. We have a great relationship. But I've already contracted with a farmer in Colorado. He, I go and I'm leaving in April. We're starting to set everything up. We will be growing five species of psilocybin once we get the green light. They're only permitting five licenses, by the way, in the state, for which is all through the federal government. Sure. We will be one of the contract farmers. We will be growing all of it. And then what we're also doing is we're setting up clinical research right now in Mexico. So all of these um, species of psilocybin we plan on growing here in the U.S., we're already going to start clinical trials on them in Mexico. So when we're able to grow here in the U.S., we actually have the clinical backing on everything we're growing. And now you're doing clinical backing on the full fruit body, not yes. the psilocybin extract. Yes, the full. That's, that's huge yes. because the clinical trials, obviously, you know, a lot of people have heard about different research going yes. on in the U.S. right now. Almost all of the, I mean, all of it that I've heard of is with the psilocybin direct extract or, yes. or psilocin or psilocybin. But I know a lot of people think there are uh, complementary cofactor yep. compounds within the mushroom yep. that lead to a different experience, maybe a more complete slash mm -hmm. healthy experience. So I think that's huge to do the clinical trials, not just on the, the active ingredient everyone's exactly. heard of, but on the full no. experience. Well, my whole company is about whole whole yeah. mushroom, whole plant, right. everything. Right. So that is what we're doing. And the reason why we're starting in Mexico is because there isn't those huge regulations as it is here in the U.S. Um, sure. And so we can start the clinical testing, the trial. So then when we get the green light in Colorado and they're like, hey, yep, you can go ahead and start growing, then we already are set up to go and we have the backing showing the species that we're growing and we can verify it, which is really huge for us. Um, one of the things I'm trying to get Alan to jump on board is because he's all with the genetics of the psilocybin. Sure. So that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm planning on having a nice powwow when he comes into town <laughs> because they're all staying at my home. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. but the goal is, is not just with the psilocybin aspect. We already have two formulas, my company that is hundred percent mushroom microdosing with the, those ingredients. We have neurologists here right now in Utah that are trying to get the approval to start growing for clinical, which they will be using our formulas in this clinical research if they get allowed, which is psilocybin and other mushrooms. Um, so that will be good for our company. But again, the reason why I want the farms up and going and ready, that's why I'm leaving in April to start getting everything going, the compost, everything, manure, we want it all up and ready to go. So when we say, when Colorado says, yep, you're, you have the green light, we're prepared. We don't right. wanna be behind. We wanna be able to have it ready to go. But the biggest thing right now is the medicinal mushroom farms. Um, that to me is going to be the number one thing that is going to help the most because everybody that's wanting to do mushrooms or source mushrooms, it's going to take all of the dependency out of China and back here to North America. 
Right. You know, obviously is, we can't grow chaga because you just can't cultivate chaga, but right, we right. have an amazing partnership with a gentleman in Canada that does chaga. So then again, all of our chaga will be North America. And then all of the other species that we're growing will be all out of North America. And the cooler thing about this too is people can come to the farms. There's full transparency. We're going to cut costs on customs, wow. taxes, shipping, everything. Sure. And we're going to put all the sustainability back into the U.S., offering jobs, environmental solutions, the composting alone. You know what I mean? And so we're going to have like a huge composting facility just for, you know, our excess use so we're not throwing away these used logs that we're growing mushrooms on so we're always regenerating everything but that that this is something i've been working on for a while and it's finally happening i am i'm just in disbelief that the farm is less than a year to two years away and we can finally say you know what yes china is the number one multi-billion dollar medicinal mushroom industry but it's time that America does it too, because there, there's no reason why we can't do it. I mean, Absolutely. It, there's no reason me go, when I go over to these farms and I see this setup and I help, there is no reason we can't do this here in the U S absolutely no reason. Okay. And that was one of the things that I know is kind of a burning question I had is like, are we, is our, is our knowledge base of how to cultivate these mushrooms just so far behind, you know, can our, are labor costs going to be too high or other costs going to be too high where you can't possibly have American grown medicinals? Yeah. It sounds like you're saying, no, we're actually cutting out a lot of costs that come we with are. the shipping. We're save so much money. And, you know, people are trainable. And what's great yes. is you have the benefit of a network of existing farmers and people that have exactly. such a deep knowledge of cultivation that you're able to bring to bear. I mean, what you're talking about is such an ambitious investment, not only in capital equipment, not only in your time, mm -hmm. but just in your whole kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, but your lifetime of experience in the world of mushrooms that you're bringing to, to bear to set yeah. a new, that's why I like to call it a platform, a new platform for American mushroom supply, which is, hey, we have the facility, we're building this network, we yeah. can process. Now, are you going to have testing in that facility yes. as well? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So-, so Fully becomes, integrated testing, research, lab, everything. So basically what I'm doing is I am copying everything to a T from my other farmers globally, right. all of their techniques, everything they're doing. I am basically mimicking it and bringing it here to the U.S. And it creates this foundation to take people from farm to market. So when yes. people are thinking, I'm going to be an American medicinal mushroom grower because so many people... So many people interested in mushrooms right now. There's this mm -hmm. explosion of people in America and Canada yeah. that want to start growing medicinal mushrooms. I'm sure actually in Mexico too, what am I talking about? There's people yeah. all over that want to start yeah. and the demand is a lot of times coming from North America. Exactly. So it only makes sense, but it requires someone to build that place where you can say, okay, we can help process it into the final mm -hmm. product. We can help test it to make that farmer think, okay, now I've got a channel. So it's helping yeah, the consumer, yeah. but it's also helping develop like we yes. were talking about before, that decentralized network of producers 
So it's, you know, it's empowering more than just whole sun. It's empowering oh, it's the, community. the industry. It's everyone. Yeah. yeah. And see, that's the thing is like, I'm always saying I work very closely with so many competitors, you know, and it's, and I don't look at them as a competitor. I just look right. at them as an ally that it's just someone else part of this great mission. You know, if I am one female that's been able to put all of this together myself, there is no reason other people can't step up and participate. You know, I have reached out, um, which it was oddly, I found a Cordyceps little farm. I have found other little farms here throughout the U.S. And all I could think in my head was like, this is awesome. Why don't you collaborate with me? You know, we could have all of these individual little farms that are growing a little amount of medicinal mushrooms. Maybe they don't have a lot. Right. But we can help them continue to build. We can contract. We can take their mushrooms, take it to our facilities, do the process so everybody's sustainable. And that's the biggest thing, too, is you got to look at this. Like, that's the one thing. The first thing that I thought in my head was like, okay, I can sync up with farmers everywhere. Right. I can go purchase land. I'm even looking at land right now in Hawaii to grow another part. So we're going to have farms all over the U.S. It's not just here in Philly and Colorado and other places. We will have farms all over. But the thing is, is when I first started putting this together, the biggest thing was, okay, so we can grow the mushrooms. That's not an issue. What are right. we going to do after they grow? Where are we going to yes. take them? How are we going to break them down? Because right now, you know, you have everyone doing hemp and CO2 extraction and stuff. That is not mushrooms. Mushrooms aren't doing, right. we're not doing CO2 on mushrooms. So a lot of my work before I, you know, got the farmer process going was getting all of the other details taken care of, the extraction facilities, the spray dry process, the labs, the testing, everything, because we had to have that set up before right. we could even do the farming stuff. And just for example, the farm here that we're starting with to grow, like I call the mothership of mushrooms, you yeah. know, every single facility was set and designed to grow mushrooms. Right. You know, right. over in these other countries, they're growing outside, you know, in greenhouses, all of that. Um, a lot of like, for example, like Lion's Mane Tremella, they're in dark rooms, in shelves, in buildings that are closed up. So they, they control the temperatures that way. Well, these buildings that we have were custom built to do everything needed from humidity, from air quality to, you know, water, everything flow in these facilities to grow each individual species. So every building will only grow one species. There will never be more than one species in a facility. So even with our contract farmers, like we might have a contract farmer in Philly that's only growing reishi or, you know, lion's mane and tremella for us. We might have right. someone in Colorado that's only growing cordyceps, you know, who knows? But right now we're actually getting it going. We're starting it. We're hoping to have it totally a hundred percent running and functional within the year because it's going to take at least 12 months for us to fully cycle through the growing process. Mushrooms grow fast. Yes. Don't get me wrong. They grow fast, but our mushrooms now 
They right. take 12 months for full cycle. The one, the farmers I work with, they grow them for 12 months before they actually harvest and consider it at the fullest potency. So we are really trying to mimic what they are doing, but bringing it here to North America. Another thing I want to say is I am one person. I am always, always looking for people to jump aboard <laughs> and help me. I mean, yeah. I have done all of this on my own. Um, I started this company with $10,000 in my pocket. I've never had investors. All of these side projects I'm doing with opening the first, you know, the hugest medicinal mushroom network farming industry in America. I, I would love to have people step up and yeah. reach out and be a part of this. I mean, I cannot do everything on my own. I've laid the foundation. And as I say, we're spreading like mycelium. But I need all these fungi tribe people to step up and come and be a part of it. We and need millions of little hi-fi yes, tips out there. to Yes. Yeah. And there is so many amazing companies. You can't tell me that, you know, you have these big companies. Like, if they had the option to source 100% from America, I think they would. Yeah. I think 1,000% they would. You know? And so I'm hoping, you know, things will just play out the way they're supposed to, but I am doing all the work. And well, <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it's really a monumental undertaking. And I, I am just kind of awash with this appreciation for the amount of work that's gone into it to really empower others. You're not building yeah. a model where you've got investors, you've got your own retail facing product. That's what this is all for. It's going to be yeah. in your marketing materials to make you superior. And you're yeah. going to try to dominate. You're like, no, I'm trying to empower producers here. I'm trying to empower product producers here, Yes, you know, where they can have a higher integrity product marketed with all the good things about being grown in America, my amazing facility they're going to have access yes. to. You know, it's really, it's really something I think a lot of folks in the mushroom community share is that idea that we're going to kind of rise as a community together. I'm doing this yes. not just for myself, but for, yep. but it's something you're really embodying. You know, it's one yeah. thing to think that it's another thing to really put it into action. Yeah. I and do everything I say I'm going to do. It happens. <laughs> that's, that's a huge differentiator by, uh, my fiance and I talk about that, about yeah. the one big thing that is separates people is like do you do what you say you're gonna do yeah <laughs> and so yeah. jamie is firmly in that camp of like she talks a big game and she's actually doing, doing it, it which yep. is huge and it's inspiring and it's another thing my fiance loves about you is that you're a woman who's doing all of this that's really and not to get too lost into a discussion especially from me who's not a woman but it's just yeah. the idea of mushrooms um as this huge new expansive area for I've heard people call it like social justice or cultural change. But to me, it's just that idea that's this huge new expansive area where women can be involved in science, in business exactly. from, from the jump, because we are still so new in this wave of mushroom knowledge mm -hmm. where the opportunity is there. And it's great to see women taking leading roles. Cause I mean, traditionally the keeper of medicines, you know, of especially like herbal medicines. I mean, why not mushrooms should be female they, that that like yes. fits in so many archetypal images and i just think it's an area that's not dominated monolithically yet yeah to where it is really cool to be able to see women take this huge role and like yes please lead the industry especially yes. i mean we know the people by their works not by their gender but like when i see women doing work in this industry it's, it's always super positive and awesome so. Yeah. Well, I will tell you when i was at the last conference i was invited to speak in asia 
there was basically maybe four women. Oh, okay. okay. That's not many. I'm and, assuming yeah. there was more than eight people in the room. No. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. We had, I mean, yeah, but there was four women. And what was really cool is I made a great partnership with the head person of Thailand's Department of Agriculture. She's phenomenal. Her brother, Anon, I, I think that's how you say it. He's a great, great professor. Um, he is huge in the mycology world. Um, most people know who he is. He's been set in standards and the way on mushrooms since the seventies. He is phenomenal wow. and he might be coming to our festival, by the way, if he comes, this will be the first time he's been in the U S in over 40 years, but wow. he is truly a guru in the mushroom industry. Um, and then this one lady that I think maybe I'm going to introduce you to her. She is phenomenal. I'm trying to get her to come. Her name's Cheeto. She started mushroom farming when she was 11 years old in Zimbabwe. She has taught the women in her village to be self-efficient, to be sustainable, to make money on their own, all through mushroom cultivating, farming, and taking the mushrooms, putting it in their soil so they can produce better farm foods to sell. So That's she, amazing. she is phenomenal. But yes, you're right. My whole mission, it's not about like, let's talk about all the things my company is doing and market it so I can make money. It's about, right. hey... I am passionate. This is, yes, I want my company to be sustainable, but I want everybody to be sustainable. I want us to be reliant on what we have, the natural resources we can provide here in the U.S., build the economy, build people, less of an impact on the environment. You know, there's no reason why we can't do this here, and I'm proof that we can, you know, just from what I've already put into motion and continuing to put in motion. It's like, People that want to get involved, I just want them to reach out and say, hey, you know what? We would love to grow mushrooms for you at our farm. Let us help. Or what can we do to help with this transition? Because we would love to be able to supply from a U.S. supplier. You know, right, I mean, right. it's not like I'm trying to destroy the beautiful things that we have been getting in Asia, but there's no reason that we can't do it here. There's Absolutely. No and like you said, the demand is only going to triple. Oh, my so gosh. How about Seven we make years. sure that we have enough infrastructure yeah. over yeah. these next few years to really, you know, accommodate this huge projected increase in demand. And at exactly. the end of that being, you're providing people with substances and medicines that are actually going to help a huge amount of people. So it's exactly. not, it's like the end goal isn't just like sell the products, make profit. No, the end goal, luckily in this case, is you're getting more people on a natural medicine that really has a lot of mm -hmm. beneficial effects. Exactly, um, exactly. So it's yeah. this is truly incredible. I do encourage people. Um, I, I'm going to reference you now a lot with my different podcast guests, but I do encourage people who are in the U.S., uh, in Canada, in Mexico, if you have a farm, if you have a product, it, Jamie is... You know, clearly she just said she's open to collaboration. So just reach out. And so many times, you know, this podcast, one small example, so many times when you just reach out and start a conversation, yes, you find the way to work together. You don't have to have it like perfectly mapped out. Well, I don't know if she'll want mine. doesn't matter. Just reach no. out and yeah. start the conversation. Uh, and I'm really excited to watch this develop, you know, with the breadth of information we just talked about could be five podcasts. And I definitely need yeah. you on for another one as the this gets ramped up too. yeah yeah much less the thing that's going to save single-use plat i mean come on i know i know it sounds silly but it 
it's like, I'm telling you, it all starts with this little wafer of amazing things that go in it. And I'll tell you, by the end, all you do is just throw it in your trash and you're going to see something beautiful. And I mean, it truly that's, is going to make a difference. That's the dream future of fungi that we all kind of see when you get into mushrooms. We're all like, that's yeah. a possibility. Um, oh, it is. You know, that's, that's amazing so and i'm open for people that want to step on board of that and and as to as you know all these companies are looking for suppliers we are open to help on that aspect too i mean it, it's truly about like you know collaboration we are a supplier i help other companies formulate their own formulations that are right. for, you know for them but truly i just i'm really just trying to make change and make a difference in every aspect and I think you definitively have ticked that box, when it, at least from where I'm standing. So as we wrap up, we've been talking over an hour, and that's totally fine. We could keep going, 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 and oh, I'd love to. Fine. But <laughs> you're for busy, man. well, just <laughs> I'm busy. Come on, let's keep it real. You're the busiest person I've ever talked to. So where can people find out more about you online? Where can people connect with you? What's what's the best route? Oh, okay, so. We do have a website, which we're actually relaunching the website this week to make it more user-friendly and more informative, awesome. but it's just wholesunwellness.com. Another place they can email me at just wholesunwellness at Gmail or Instagram and Facebook under our company's name. If you reach out through the website, I handle all customer service. So not only am I running every aspect of the business, I mean, we do have a full team of brokers across the U.S. And, oh, this is something I want to hurry and say. When we first yeah. launched, I thought we would go into retailers. We went into 45 clinics, medical clinics, when we wow. first started our company. And only two of them are naturopathics. So mainstream kind mainstream of allopathic. doctors, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're also in Europe and a lot of clinics as well. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. But anytime somebody reaches out, it's me who answers. Um, I never am too busy to answer questions for customers. And I truly mean it when I'm talking about collaboration. Even if it's a competitor as a company, to me, again, there is no competitors. We're all in right. this to make change and to change people's lives. So, you know, I am truly open to collaboration. And again, I have a lot going on that I'm always like, hey, come my way, come help. Even with the psilocybin ventures and the farming, I mean, we really need more team players to step on board because we already have it going. We right, need more right. people to step up. Well, when we put out the clarion call for helping with psilocybin farming, oh, yeah. suddenly I'm, you're going to be flooded. <laughs> well, I hope so because April we're starting to ramp up the farms. We're also looking yeah. in Oregon too. So we have Colorado and Oregon, um, but Colorado for sure. Got groundbreaking in every way from yeah. body with the medicine, spirit with the psychedelics, environment with, I mean, you're covering all the bases and obviously i'll link to all your relevant websites pages because awesome. i really do want people to get in contact with you because you know you are doing a huge breadth of amazing work and i'm sure that amongst people who are hip deep in this in the yeah. mushroom world they know about you but i want everyone to know about you people that know about me should 
know about you. They should. Like, yeah. You're the you're the person. That's why I brought you on to showcase you. Yeah. Thank um, you so much <laughs> for having me on because, like, like I said, I've been watching you for a long time, and I know I had I was trying to sell myself to you, like, hey, please look at the stuff I'm doing. But this really means a lot because the more awareness and the more communication we can get out there, the more people I can get on this ride of you know mushroom love that I'm trying to do and more collaboration. It's all about collaboration, yep. positivity, and much love. And I did have some final thoughts, but okay. I think you've hit I think you've really hit everything over the course of the interview. The yep. one thing I do want to say, and I know we've kind of done a lot of wrap up general statements, but is there one important takeaway you want people to leave this interview with? One more statement you want to make that people kind of capture what what you want to transmit? Yeah, so I think the most important thing that I would want people to take from this is it's what the little things that we do as a community truly is what's going to make a change. Being a tribe and building up is going to make a better planet for our future, better health for, you know, our bodies. Um, it's not about an empire. We're not, you know, and the farming it to me that is like the one thing i want to instill in people's heads like it is so important that we get this going here in the u.s because it does offer sustainability and offers so much more right in our back door you know and yeah. quality education i mean oh my gosh there's so much but yes just remember the mission what we're trying to do as a company and that we truly are open for collaboration in and every way and here in the U.S., we've outsourced so many things that we produce. It's oh amazing gosh. to have yep. the option to have people, and it's relatively geographically and temperature independent as long as you have the right kind of facilities. Oh my gosh, you know, this is so something easy. that can happen everywhere. Yeah, this is something yes. that can happen everywhere as a huge, huge economic boom to the U.S., but it's going to take people like you getting it started. And as a final little thought there, you know, I, lo I know a lot of people are – disillusioned with the system we live in in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing you can do is what you're doing is help build the alternative. So if yes. we don't, if we want something that looks different than what we have now, the quickest way, I mean, it, it may help to point at the problems, but one of the quickest ways to solve it is start the alternative track. Yeah. So get you involved have to, and start you have building. To, you can't, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound ignorant, but I have always been raised again by a grandmother that was very into the native beliefs. And your name is everything. You know, you honor your name. You honor yourself. And when you say you're going to do something or you have a passion, you really, you, got, you do it. I mean, it's a big part of you. And so I just, that's the one thing. If somebody is passionate don't second guess their passions. I mean, you can make anything happen. If I was able to do all of this just myself, my gosh, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I'm, now I'm sounding like a preacher. <laughs> That's okay. Preacher we all need a little preaching. We all need a little preaching. I said you were an evangelist. We all need a little preaching. We all need, we all need these reminders. So Jamie. Yeah, exactly. Thank, Thank you. you so much for the time and being on the show. And I'm excited to stay in touch and talk to you and go to yes. the Utah Fungi Fest yes. and everything else. Awesome. Thank you.